0: Riley, right, I'm getting old. Ah, well, it comes for us all, Dennis. We're all getting old at the same speed, I suppose. I guess depending Death, on like death altitude leaves no, altitude no one under. behind. <laughs> yep. Death does leave no one behind. But <clears throat> what, I, what, what highlighted this to me recently mm. was Nikki and I were talking about our Christmas presents for each other. And Nikki was like, Ooh, I'd love to get some really nice towels. Oh, my goodness. And I was yeah. like, Oh, I would yeah. love some nice towels for the house. Oh, and then dear. I was like, What's happened?
1: Yeah. Do you know what's? Do you know what's <clears throat> terrible from my end when you have just told me this? Is I had two reactions, one in very quick, in, in very quick su- succession. The first one was like, "Ooh, I would like," and then I was like, mm. "What has like What has happened to me?"
0: It's socks for Christmas. If you get socks for Christmas now, are you like, "Ooh, okay, all right, no, let's I, go." I don't,
1: <laughs> I don't think I'm quite. I'm, I don't think I'm quite at socks for Christmas, and I'll tell you why. I, you know this. I think I've told you this before. I only wear one type of sock.
0: I do the same I, thing. I found yeah. one type of sock I like, and I bought thirty of them.
1: I've got, I've got, I would say twelve to fourteen pairs of the same sock. It's the mm-hmm. black, um, sort of mid length sock from Uniqlo, right? Because then I never have odd socks, and I don't have to worry about fine. Like I just pair any one with any other sock, and it's fine. I'm not at the point that if someone gave me socks for Christmas, I'd be like, "Oh, baby, let's." Now we've done it, but. I do remember as a kid when your, like, aunt would give you a jumper. A scarf, yeah. Thanks.
0: It's very different. Suddenly, it's it's, it's not one of the things that – it's not like – you expect when you're a kid, you're like, Oh, one day you're sort of gonna start getting gifts that are boring and that sucks. It yeah. never enters your brain that you'll be excited about it because you will change. You don't have that level of forethought no, as a child, no.
1: right? You you look at like the, the gifts that adults give each other and you're like, I'm so glad I'm a kid. I can't I would I would hate to be getting the gifts that like my aunt has just given my mum. You know what I mean? And Exactly. Then when you you get to our age and ooh a nice scarf oh thank you. it's very thoughtful I'd look go
0: I'm looking forward to wearing this out it's like yeah it, it's terrible it's terrible Dennis it's not just gifts though like I remember like I'll be sitting with Nikki watching like a TV show or whatever mm. on, on a Thursday night and I'm like this is nice and I'm like I would have thought I would have hated just sit because so my parents would do this sit on the couch and like, Can't yeah. I watch the TV and like maybe they'd have a glass of wine or whatever and I was like no this is lovely and I was like no. Yeah. adults were right you will know when you're older <laughs> they were yeah. right yeah yeah that is that
1: so as when i work as a primary school teacher i one of the things i tell the kids i'm like i know you're not going to listen to me now because you don't listen mm-hmm. to your parents when they said either but i'm really really sorry to tell you that most of the time your parents are right about the stuff that they tell you about when you're older and it sucks and one day you will t- and i know right now you're
0: going to protest and it, say because that's it's the such case. a cop out, right
1: yeah but it's true it's really true like the um, kids love, you know, if you want to get on side with, I've talked about this, you want to get on side with kids, come, I was going to say come down to level. It's not down to level. Get across to their level, right? And start commiserating with them how boring it is when one of their parents runs into a friend in the supermarket.
0: I mean, right? I hate that when, like, my, my friend, you know what I hate the modern version of that is? What's the modern version of that, one, actually? Yeah, go one, sorry, not modern, I guess, grown-up version of that as an adult perspective hmm. is where one of your friends runs into another friend that you don't know. Yeah, but the thing is, like, some of the time, at
1: least they they be like, "Oh, and this is so and so." You're like, "Oh, hey, how do you guys know each other?" And then you chat. Ta- like, you get something out of it. As a kid, you are completely like, you got no chance. You're yeah. a passenger in that, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you sit there, you're like dragging on your mum's skirt, be like, mum, please." And they're there talking about whatever, and it's so boring, and it takes about two years for them to finally extricate themselves from the conversation.
0: Well, the worst is then because sometimes your mum will leave the conversation and be like. I hate Cheryl she's such a busybody, outside. and I'm yeah. like why did you talk to her talk what are you to doing yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah you hear stories about
1: kids um, this kind of, kind of comes back to the presents thing right mm-hmm. because you know your mum will get the scarf from her sister and she'll say oh it's so lovely thank you very much and then go home and be like jeez what, oh, what was she thinking this thing's hideous and I can't throw it out because I'm going to have to wear it right and then you run into them again, right? And you're like, oh, thank you so much for the scarf. And then the kid is, you know, the kid who has been taught up to this point that honesty is very important, you shouldn't lie, goes, mum, you said you hated it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or it's it's one of those things where you're like, I'm a seven-year-old. I know how to solve my problems. If you hated the scarf, why didn't you just do what I would do, kick her in the shins and run away and push her <laughs> over don't <and> understand? Like, <laughs> Have you seen that study um, where they have a, a box of... Um, it's God. It's a box of candy cigarettes okay, or like those candy sticks, right? Yep, and they it, show it yep. to a kid and they go, what do you think is in this? And do you know the what they goes, used to be called in Australia? What? Well, okay, they're called FADS
1: now, F-A-D-S. But in Australia, uh-huh. like when I was a kid, they were marketed with, well, I'm not going to say the word, but I, I'm sure you can figure it out. Just change one letter and it's not well, S. Or that it's, not, is, that, it's not A and it's not S.
0: Yeah, well, that is, um, that is English slang for a cigarette
1: exactly but they were being so so just just let's just zoom out on this right and just sort of step by step you can see how they got to that name right because you know mm. in in parts of the world like in Britain that that is a, 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 a euphemism or a, or a slang word for a cigarette right but already we're selling a product to children that is essentially like a pantomime cigarette like a fake cigarette right like that's that's where we're at and that's what we would do when we bought them is we would pretend to smoke them and they even had a little red thing on one end right like like it was just a fake cigarette but then also to like that by itself isn't aging well but then to give it that name as well
0: it's yeah i mean some things are just very clearly from the past when you take a snapshot of them right that is just the 90s right that is just the the product that is emblematic of that of the political climate
1: of the nineties. Anyway, but, yes, right so it, there we were
0: growing up. You scratch your knee, you rub some dirt in it. You get up, you go. It's great. You now, kids are too coddled. Ah, oh, kids these days. And you
1: know what? They no one wants to work these days, Dennis. No one wants Nobody to. Nobody wants to work. All all work. These <laughs> millennials. All they want to do they just sit around and record podcasts and and expect. Yeah, and you know when when
0: when we were young. That doesn't work yep. because, yeah, no, it, it kind of <laughs> falls apart at that point. <laughs> yeah, you lose it there. I was I was going to go down there. Everybody just loves renting, right? None of these kids want to buy a house nowadays. None of them want to buy a house. On? It's nuts. Well, yeah. None of them want to buy a house. I don't know what it is. You know, they're all too busy eating avocado toast. Awful. Awful. Uh, but no, there's an experiment, right, where they show a kid mm-hmm. like a box, of, a box, a sealed box of crayons, right? Or a closed box of crayons. And they go, what do you think is in this? And the kid goes, crayons. Yes. And they go, oh, and they open it and they empty it out and it's full of rocks. Yeah and they go oh it's full of rocks mm-hmm. and you go and they put the rocks back in and they go so what do you think is in the box and they go rocks and yeah. Yep. and they point to a child who's never seen the box and they go what if i ask michelle what's in the box what will she she say and they'll go rocks exactly because yes. they have no perception of what perspective is they just yes. have like objective truth yeah and that's, and that's actually it's
1: that and along with other things like object permanence and other things i mean object permanence mm-hmm. is a lot younger than that but um really important developmental Marker milestones, yeah. For, milestones for kids as they grow up. It's like, can they imagine the world from someone else's perspective? Um, indication of emotional intelligence, particularly if kids
0: are develop, developing those skills and abilities at a, at a younger age, yeah. It's just interesting that some of those things that you take for granted, but like your brain has to learn to think yeah. like that. Yeah, you have to learn everything. You
1: have to learn everything. You have
0: to, l- you have to learn how object permanence. You have to learn perspective. You have to learn to love a nice set of towels, you know? It's all part of the roadmap.
1: <laughs> well, but hang on. Where, so- when did this change for you? And you're probably not going to be able to answer this, but like mm, yeah. it's, it's interesting to be able to identify points at which, like, you fundamentally changed as a person. I can give you one, right? So you know I'm a huge tight ass. You know I don't like yep. spending money needlessly. Yep. But Dennis, or you could have chopped the word needlessly off that sentence. Would you? Would you have belie- Would you believe me if I said I used to be even worse than I am now? It's it, difficult it, to see where the headroom is. I won't <laughs> lie. <laughs> well, well, let me tell you. So when I when I you know I've, I've I've traveled extensively. Well, I don't want to sound like I'm bragging because you know it's not going to be the sort of thing that ages very well. Daddy, what did you do about the impending climate pr- crisis? Well, I got on a lot of planes and flew around the world several times, my child. How, how many pe- how many, how many people were on the planes you got on? Well, hundreds. Hundreds. There you go. Yeah. I think you're okay. <laughs> yeah, but,
0: well, I, I, I'm sorry. It doesn't make it right just because other people do it. I'm. i not. I, I, I fi- it's. I mean, I, I think this is a trick, dude. Honestly. We can talk about environmentalism. This whole, like, everyone needs to do their part, I think is a lie.
1: I mean, I agree. The fact that, like, we're getting berated for, you know, Putting plastic things in the wrong and, bin, or putting things in the wrong bin when yeah, planes during COVID were still flying around just to keep their airport slots open, or anyway. not even that.
0: Billionaires today, tons of countries, including like the U.S. and China, and their overall emissions vastly like it's awful. Yep. It's yep. oil tankards roaming the sea, like it's awful. Yeah, you putting the plastic thing in the black bin. Look, you shouldn't do it, and you should make an effort, obviously. But beating yourself up, stuff up over it, I think is is wrong.
1: Yeah, no, you're right. Anyway, um, when I used to travel. No matter what, it was always the cheapest. Always the cheapest flight. Always the cheapest. Um, yeah, you'd go. On, you'd, you'd go on the cargo. If they would have let me, I would have done it. Right? It was. It didn't right. matter what time the flight Three. was. Didn't matter if there was a, a a twelve hour layover. Didn't matter what. How terrible the hostel I was going to stay in. Always the cheapest. I would always go around. I would, Dennis, I would spend so much time walking around like the area that I was staying to find the cheapest possible meal, right? And then if I walked into a place and let's say there was like a kebab for $5 and then I walked to the next place and it was a kebab for 6 I would walk back to the first one to not have to pay that dollar,
0: right? There would be an additional, like we watched Moon recently as part of the movie, show. I think we did. Have you seen Moon? No, I haven't seen Moon. Well, I won't spoil it for you then because what I was going to make a joke about was to spoil it for me, but you would like it. But, okay. um, there would be, it would be first class, business class, economy plus, economy, the hold where they put the animals and then mm-hmm. Riley. And you would if, be like, oh, can, can I strap myself to the bottom of the plane and give me an oxygen mask? Say. Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. If
1: they if they let me just hold onto the fuselage, right? If I could just if I could hold onto the wing, like clutch a, onto the be,
0: landing gears, it folds back up into the plane. Yeah, I, I, I would have been fine with that just to save a couple of dollars, right? Well, here's an interesting question: Ryanair, were going to offer standing room on oh, flights yeah. oh, from Dublin to London for a euro 20 year old Riley would have been all over that. They're one
1: euro. Would you do, you you'd, 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 be, you'd be up for that? I would I would let them sticky tape me to the roof of the plane, right? I, like there was just no I there was no limit to what I would do to save a, a dollar. You know, to
0: be fair, like Dublin to Manchester, or Dublin to Liverpool is like a forty five minute flight. I think. I mean, I've stood on a bus longer than that for Christ, to be honest. Exactly. Like. I think. Uh, yeah.
1: Look, I Ryan, Ed, let's not. Oh, I've got some stories about Ryanair. Like, the most recent <laughs> time, I flew with them. And every time, every time. So, for those of you who don't know, Ryanair is a super, super budget airline. Um, I think, think Spirit plus, Airlines for Europe. But even then, it's not. It's so much. Like, every other airline is better, right? Mm-hmm. And every time you fly with Ryanair, you're like, never again. And then you go to book a flight, and you see that the next. It you know, is so you can, cheap, though. You can either pay 30 euros, or you can pay 230 euros. But the my most recent experience when I flew to uh, Copenhagen to visit my good friend Adrian. The guy who washes his feet in the bidet.
0: Um, I wonder how they, Adrian feels about that moniker. Like if that's if that's what's going to be <laughs> I, because I you, him, you you asked him.
1: <laughs> I asked him because because I said, "How do you feel about your overall place in like the Riley verse?" And he's like, "I've come to terms with it." <laughs> <laughs> it really doesn't bother him that much. Anyway, um, they unloaded the so they unloaded the plane from Copenhagen because you know you get penalised if you like are late in the. Yep. um like the the airport the airline will have to pay a fine or the I, I don't know what it is but like if they're not if they don't turn around fast enough because they have a slot at this airport departure terminal and if they overstay the yeah. that yeah right so the plane got in late and so they started loading all of us getting onto the plane down into the like the the walkway to walk towards the plane as they were taking people off the plane. And what they ended up doing is putting us all in the same walkway and they had to extricate and separate the people who were getting off and the people who were getting on. And it was like a massive security thing, right? Because they had a bunch of people entering the UK, right? So having to go through passport control and that sort of thing, right? Um,
0: with Awful. a bunch of people oh my God. who
1: were leaving but were still like in the so it was it was but that i mean yeah so we ended so the plane ended up being even more delayed while all the ryanair ground staff came and were like like do not cross this flimsy tape barrier they'd put up anyway um so there was a moment there was a point i can tell you exactly what it was it was when i finally i, I went to a town called Fussen it's very famous in in southern germany in bavaria it's where castle Ka- uh, neuschwanstein is right the the fairy tale mm-hmm. castle up on the top of the mountain and I was looking for places and there was a hostel there for like 15 euros or 20 euros a night. And there was a hotel for 40. And this was it was just a medium level hotel. It wasn't anything like super, super nice or anything, right? But I had a full-time job. I was 26 years of age. And I decided to treat myself and book a room in a hotel by myself with my own money for the first time in my life. And I couldn't really believe that I did it because it was so out of character for me. But then I went and oh my goodness me. It was so worth it, <laughs> like, not having to share a room with seven other people snoring and farting and doing whatever else, right? Just being able to go into my own room, put my own bag down, line my own bed, like, all that sort of stuff. And I've never looked back. But that, I remember that thing because I was like, this is such a betrayal of, like, who I was in terms of being a huge tight ass.
0: Well, the, the problem is, all of these, uh, <clears throat> when it comes to expenditure, everything is on a spectrum, right? Mm-hmm. Where the absolute worst stuff probably isn't worth it and the absolute best stuff probably isn't worth it, right? Hmm. Like, I think sharing – a I mean, it's – expenditure is different because, like, sometimes you can't afford to do anything other than the absolute cheapest option. And that's – and then it is what it is, right? You have to share the room with the, sit with the eight people in the hostel or whatever, right? But once you have a little bit of wiggle room, you get diminishing returns where getting a hotel room for yourself is a massive step up over sharing it with strangers. But getting a nicer hotel room for yourself is nowhere near as big a step up, Right. Yeah, I mean it's the same with it's the same with actually most things. I was going to say diamond rings, but something like guitars,
1: any like any luxury item. The difference between a hundred dollar guitar and a thousand dollar guitar, huge, massive, right? Mm-hmm. Same with a diamond ring. The difference between a thousand dollar guitar and a ten thousand dollar guitar, you don't get the Much same sm- jump up in no. in. Or I should say, I guess, it's, yeah. You don't get the same level of. It's like inverse
0: logarithmic like or whatever, right? Yeah, like I, it's not, yeah. The first every dollar spent is less valuable than the one before
1: that. You get you get diminishing returns for sure, but like just going through that process and being able to like actually identify a point where I grew up a bit because you don't get to do that. I, I, like you're not going to be able to tell me when you decided you wouldn't mind getting a nice towel for Christmas. Well,
0: something that I remember is when I was younger, I hate I used to hate buying clothes. I thought clothes was kind of a waste of money because it wasn't yeah, fun. It's a necessity, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. So my yeah. mom would always my mom would always even when I was like a teenager, she'd come home and she'd be like, "Look, I bought these eight jumpers." Tell yep. me which ones you like. Try them on. If you don't like them, I'll return the other ones. The, when I go to the same shop next Saturday or whatever. And I was like, oh, fine, whatever. You know what I mean?
1: I think the only exception to that was when it was like a brand. Like, it, you know, get a Pokemon T-shirt. That was exciting as a kid. But yeah, apart from that. You, I'm, yeah, exactly. I'm in agreement. Like, I'm never, like, you know, when mum was like, you need a new pair of pants. I'm like, ugh.
0: But then it happened once, you know, I'm not sure when it happened. I used to always have to get dragged to go clothes shopping. Even when I was, like, truthfully, an adult, my mom would be like, you need to buy buy a new pair of pants. I'm like, oh, (laughs) fine, okay. Um, But then, now everything in my wardrobe, obviously, Mm -hmm. is stuff that my mom has never had any input on buying, right? Yeah. And I was thinking how weird that must be for her. Because one time, it's like that thing they say where your parents pick you up for the last time and they put you down and they don't know that it's going to be the last time. Yeah. One time, I must have showed up to dinner at my parents' house, or whatever, wearing a jumper. My mum was like, "I didn't buy him that."
1: Yeah, one t- there was. That- a, 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 you went home for dinner one time in an outfit that your mum and your dad had had
0: no input in, like you mm-hmm. owning. That that that's when I remember. I remember like enjoy like picking clothes that I wanted to wear myself, not being served clothes and seeing if I approved of them or not. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I remember
1: this this happened to me when I was nineteen years old, right? Because I was still wearing all these like daggy teenage clothing that was, you know, very two thousand and six, up until I was nineteen, when I met a man named Jared, who was the weekend manager at a cafe that I used to work at. And Jared was basically the coolest guy I've I'd ever met. Right? He, was just the, he was just the coolest, like he had that whole detached nonchalance, don't care about anything, but at the, at simultaneously, it, all of his opinions on everything was so authentic and so valid, right? And I just wanted to be like him so much. So I went and bought a pair of skinny jeans. I stopped just like giving myself a buzz cut in the mirror with like the rays that I also used to shave my face. Mm. Um, and I had, a, like, a cultural awakening because this man made me want to be as cool as he was. And, I you know, still not. I never will be. Um, but I remember having that moment when I went into a shop and I was like, no, no, no. I'm not just going to get the, like, the same. St- I'm not going to just wear the khaki, baggy, three-quarter length M111 shorts that I've had since I was 13. I'm going to go and I'm going to buy a pair of skinny jeans. The, obviously, Dennis, the cheapest. Like,
0: we had a conversation things, about this well in Germany, like, skinny jeans are still cool, right? And I was like, I don't know if they are. No, you? they're and not. You, you had a little bit of a crisis about that.
1: <laughs> no, you know what? I, I don't know. I wouldn't call it a crisis. I had a, it was definitely a, like a moment of revelation and awakening, but it made me realize that I will not change. And I, because now the skinny jean is the mark of the elder millennial. Like, you see a band like Death Cab for Cutie or um, The Decemberists or something like that performing on, like, I don't know, NPR, like, doing a Tiny Desk concert. And Ben Gibbett is still in skinny jeans, and he's in his 40s. And he was the man that I I wanted to be when I was 19, before I met Jared. So- (laughs) Before you
0: met Jared?
1: (laughs) So, I'm not going to stop wearing skinny jeans, because that that is, like- my first girlfriend, her dad, or her stepdad, I should say, still wore, he still had the big, the 70s haircut. He still wore, like, the the, the denim jacket with the big collar, that sort of thing, right? And he just looked like an old rocker from the se- like late 70s, early 80s. And he just didn't let that image go. I'm going to be that with skinny jeans and, you know, the haircut that I've had since 2012. You're
0: going to be wearing bell-bottoms, yeah. I'm not going to wear bell What are like, you talking about bell-bottom? I'm not wearing bell-bottoms. Well, the people who wear bottom- bell-bottoms like 10 years ago oh I'm going to be that yes, they, they because they're, cool they're, they're like that. the Grateful Dead right like, I'm going to be walking around in the 30s dressed like it's the teens yes <laughs> Ugh, that doesn't sound right I know we're like truly into the into the 20s now and there will come a time when, when people say the 20s and they think of now and not the 1920s but it doesn't feel mm. right Mm. Uh, mm. I was I always dress for function. I remember when I was at, in secondary school, when I was, you know, 13 or 14, I was like, oh, I like a white hoodie and a pair of jeans. Time to buy 50 of those and never wear anything else ever again. <laughs> well, this
1: we, we sort of had a glimpse of this when we traveled together, right? Because you lost your luggage. We went to H&M. You found one T-shirt that you liked. It came in four different colors. You bought one of each of the four colors and was like, yep, great, yep. done. Yeah, courtesy, would... of, um, courtesy of Lufthansa as well. <laughs> or Aer Lingus
0: even, sorry. Oh, yeah.
1: Did they really? Nice and quick too. Yeah. That's not bad. We didn't um, really have an update on that actually. So you lost your luggage. You went. We, yep. we went together and bought a bunch of clothing. We went past one of those like fancy, you know, what is it? Um, Louis Vuitton and, and um, Buvalgari. We went past a couple of those shops. And I was like, look, that
0: jumper is 3,200 euros. You could buy it and claim it back. The problem is this was on our fr- – I had been in Germany for three hours at that point, right? Mm-hmm. So – if we got to our hotel in got much that evening and they were like, oh, good news, you delivered your bag. Here it is, right? Here it is at the door. <laughs> Sorry, where's this person from? They're from, they're, they're local. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, that's the accent. Yeah, okay, sure. Yeah. Uh, um, if they deliver that, they don't have to pay me for any of this stuff. Isn't, hang on, isn't, wouldn't they be from Aer Lingus? Wouldn't they be Irish? Well, they're from the German branch, really. Please. Oh, the
1: German branch of Aer Lingus. Okay, sure. And they've hand-delivered it. Aer Lingus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With, uh, with an umlaut over the uh, over whereas the what happened
0: in the end was I had my hotel to Germany, came back a week or and a half I think, passed mm. and my thing said status not updating, I called them, they're like yeah, you know, status not updating, sorry and then I got a missed call on my phone and I called the guy back and he was like, yeah, I'm in your estate, I have this bag, do you want it and I was like, yes, I want it what please do you mean? bring what are, it to my house what, kind of, what kind of question is that, do you want it, nah no. no, it's alright, no. no, I've no. moved on yeah, so he brought it up and he was like, "Yeah, here you go." And I, sure enough, I brought Sorry, the what did you in, like? opened it case in open. This is this is a different guy. Well, no, he had to. He, it's his responsibility because I, it was a flight to Germany, so it was still it was still Uta. It was still the same guy. Oh, it's <laughs> The same guy. Oh my goodness! Same he guy. came all the way from the German branch. Okay, from the German branch, but no, he has to get back on a flight back to Munich now, and they're going to lose his luggage as well. I bet. Yeah, I'd certainly but, hope uh, that he has. He, he
1: just has hand luggage. So I wouldn't well, he, want. I wouldn't be checking check any bags.
0: I wonder if it's like one of those things where like I have a friend who um you know works at Facebook and refuses to buy an Oculus because he's like oh I wouldn't do that you yes. know I have an uncle who is an aeronautics engineer and he refuses to fly on planes I wonder if people who are baggage throwers are like carry on only no way I'm not giving those animals my bags are you oh, crazy I would be surprised like w- Megan
1: and I when we were flying home we were um we're in Qatar we land in Doha do not recommend Qatar Airlines by the way I will not be flying with them again. holy moly. wow supporting the, the,
0: supporting the World Cup right? wow okay lo- the
1: the most uncomfortable long distance long haul flight of ever had it was awful anyway um, we looked at the window when we landed and it looked like that it looked like a de- demolition derby it looked like they were trying to smash up the, <laughs> do you know what it like? so I don't know if this is an experience that you would have as an Irishman right or many Europeans or I think people in the southern states of the United States will probably have a, an idea of what I'm about to mention here but anyone who lives I would say anywhere north anywhere where there like snow of holes in the ground it's probably not happening in the summer you get a big bag of ice to put in like your your esky or your cool box or whatever you call it, right, to keep your drinks cold. But often the ice will all stick together, right? Mm-hmm. And so what you have to do is take the take this big sack, big plastic bag of ice, and you just throw it on the ground a couple of times, like on, on the concrete, like the footpath of yep, the road, I that, yeah. I understand that. Yeah, it looked like they were trying to do that. It's like, oh, well, the the contents of this bag are, are too uh, they have too much structural integrity. Let's let's change that. They were treating, honestly- they were
0: treating they were treating the bags like they owed them money.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly right. Like they, yeah, it was. I, I, I couldn't believe it. Anyway, so yes, I travel with, um, with with carry on wherever wherever possible. But that wasn't possible, Dennis, for me. Coming back uh, from Qatar, coming back from my trip to Europe, because of course I had to carry a bunch of stuff, uh, not only for the long trip but for my brother's wedding. Which, oh yes, of course. Segway. Which people will remember last week. Um, I didn't check in with you. Are you done? Have, have we oh, you're with, good. We're we're over time, if anything. So yeah, oh, so, so you, yeah. You've you've you don't have any more rye observations to make about how we're you know progressively losing cultural relevance as we head into. Aside, our aside from the and, fact that
0: our lives are in comes. Like you went to a wedding last weekend, that I'm going to a wedding this weekend. Aside from yeah, that, we're in that stage of our lives. That's you know? <laughs>
1: where we. oh, dear, it all, it all ties together in one one neat little package. Anyway,
0: so um, my brother
1: got married on the weekend, and as I said last week. There were going to be one or two things that happened. I I would either come back this week and pre- just not say anything and pretend that last week's trailing of the the wedding just pretend that never happened, or mm-hmm. I would uh, come back today and tell you about it. That is where we find ourselves. Luckily, there okay, was good. no huge drama. There weren't any uh, any any huge issues or anything else like that. It was actually it was actually a lovely wedding. Um, Oliver and Katie. Well, I, really I, what I
0: What I can't wait to hear about Riley is. Yeah. Because people who have listened to this podcast for a long time, you know, but mm. since before you know, people like you people like the patrons the patron of Patreon Concert have listened to this. People who listen to the podcast back when it's called Scrammy River will mm. know about your talents, right? Mm. Your unbelievable mm. yeah, talent you. as a wedding speech yes. giver. Well, thank you very much. And, and I can't wait to hear that. I mean, I it must have been must have been hooting and hollering oh, yeah. and knee yeah. slapping, good fun. I I mean, I can't I can't imagine the electricity in the yeah. room. Oh, the when energy, you gave, yeah, when yeah, you yeah. gave that best man speech.
1: Well, I mean, Dennis, this is coming from a man who invited me to his wedding. In in his words, in your words, Dennis, you invited me to your wedding purely for the speech equity, as you put it. The, um, too, it was way too high to give up. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, uh, you, it was your wedding was wasted on me. Wasted. Ec- Two-star two ta- Michelin you're food. <laughs> like, you're a very talented orator, Riley. Really. Thank you very much. Yep. So I've I've, molded, molded, I've heard that from from many people. Anyway, um, so one thing I'm good at. Um, so we'll get to that, right, because I want to tell you about a couple of other details. First of all, Tal- Oliver, yeah. okay. absolutely shitting himself. Absolutely mm-hmm. shitting himself. Like, I don't know why. Now, a nerves or from. food poisoning? Um, nerves, I assume. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> he, can I tell you this? Actually, he he did so well. He lost twenty four kilograms for this. Whoa. wedding. He lost twenty four kgs. He just dropped him. He, I I like I I couldn't believe it. I'm so so proud of him because like That's that a lot. Is, holy crap. Yeah, it's just it's just incredible. Like he put himself through the ringer to to get him down get himself down to a size that he like wanted to be for this wedding. Like. So it definitely wasn't food poisoning because he wasn't eating enough to get poisoned with any food. he was getting. <laughs> no, he, he look. I, I should I shouldn't make light of the situation that comes to that because he, he quite literally worked his guts off right to to um, for his wedding and I, I yeah. So so proud of him for that. Anyway, no, he's shitting himself because he was nervous. I'm like, why are you nervous? He's like, I don't know, man. I just don't like. I don't know what. I'm like, she's. Are you worried that she's not going to turn up? She's going to turn up, dude. Don't worry about it. But I think he was a little afraid that Katie might you know, do a runaway bride. She did not. Um, uh, preparations were were great. He bought me and his um, other groomsmen and my dad a suit. Very nice. Um, oh is wow! That, is that normal? Mm, if if it, it had did it have to be a specific kind of suit? Yeah, he wanted like the same color for us all, that sort of stuff.
0: Yeah, usually I mean sometimes you might rent them, but I think um yeah, I think no. then they usually usually it's, the, the groom would, would pay for that. Yeah.
1: It's in, it's in my wardrobe along with the shoes that he bought me. Oh. Um, and everything, yeah. It's, it's, I, was, I was pretty happy with it. Um he's so just to show you that the being cheap and tight um, does run in the family. The suity the suity bought the suity bought us were very nice. He himself for the photos, he wanted a nice watch for the photos. He doesn't mm-hmm. really wear a watch. He went to came and bought a twelve dollar watch, right? That looks okay. very expensive, but I imagine would not be able to keep time, right? It's it's sort of much by by the end of the day, it's lost fifteen minutes. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he just wanted it for the photos, so so it was lovely. But you know, the yeah, the, the whole thing, the ceremony was lovely. Went and took uh, took a lot of photos. Um, there was my favorite photo was taken as the sun was setting, and the photographer made. What I would call a mistake, I don't think she realised it because I don't think she realised what she did to Oliver by taking this photo, but the sun is setting behind his head and Oliver is bald as an egg, so it just looks Mm. like his head is glowing. (laughs) Love it. It's so good. Oh man! But yeah, he had to do a bunch of public speaking, thanking people. He was shooting himself. Then he had to do the first dance, and I had to—I announced that as the MC, so I really turned the knife. I was like, "Now everyone, make sure because Oliver—he loves to get up and dance in front of everyone. So make sure you give him full attention." Because me hating it right?
0: Was there yeah. any crazy legs Carl moments? What's crazy legs Carl? I think I told you about this, a friend of ours who is an extremely oh, yeah. talented dancer at weddings for some reason. Yeah, no, no,
1: there wasn't anything like that. Um, uh, yeah. Oliver got off the dance floor as soon as he could and um, Megan Megan cut the dance floor to ribbons, I'll tell you that much. She and my sister and not my new sister-in-law and um, they, they were unstoppable. Um, they had a great time. But I want to tell you about two things. Before we get to the best man speech, I want to tell you about the most pointless limo journey that I think has ever been held, right? So they hide I think a limo. I, can hear,
0: I, can think, I think I can hear the new addition to your family in the background, by the way. <laughs> yeah,
1: we did get a cat. That's next week's story. Um, uh, Oliver and Katie hide a limo, right? Now, to take mm-hmm. Katie and the bridesmaids to the wedding venue, this made sense. Well, I mean- it's a bit ostentatious, but it, it made sense in the it's fact that- It's a wedding. We needed, Weddings are ostentatious, that's fine. No, 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 but from a practical standpoint, right, from a functional standpoint, they did need to get across Bendigo in they order to- They needed a
0: mode of transport at least, so right, yeah. So you
1: may as well, you know, just in for a penny, in for a pound, in for several pounds here. Mm. We were staying at a, uh, at the Oliver hired like a, a, a cabin at a caravan park that was near the venue, right, walkable distance, but in Oliver's mm-hmm. words, we've got the limo for two hours. We may as well use it. So, he ordered the limo. I love that. It came to the caravan park. We got in and the guy was like, where are we going? was going. Oliver said, the race course, right? So, just it, like it would have probably been quicker to walk by the time we like got into the limo. And the guy's like, <laughs> um, do you want to just drive around a bit? And <coughs> I was like, yeah, let's just go for a joy. So, we just did a lap of the regional Victorian town of Bendigo. Not a lot of sights to see in the back of
0: a limo. This happened to me when I was a kid once. Um, we were going for a friend of mine's birthday who lived near me, uh, yeah. Maria. Her birthday was in in up in <clears throat> where that box burger used to be. So sad. Oh, R.I.P. Um, Taken from us too club, soon. At the club at the top of Ray, and um, we got a party bus. You've been on a party bus,
1: Riley. Oh, uh, I've seen party buses before. Yeah,
0: they're awful because they're, it's a glorified van that they're taking everything at the back of and yeah. put some seats around the edge. It's like a really terrible limo. Um, with but can't you, like, ball. get up oh. and dance and stuff in them? I can't imagine that's yeah, an sound, easy it, thing to do while well, you're driving around. Well, everyone's blitz is the thing. But also, why uh,
1: do... Like, I know that you can stand up in a bus, right? Like, yeah. why do all of a sudden seatbelt laws go out the window when it comes to just, like, when the bus is, when, when when the vehicle is big enough, all of a sudden, not only do you not have to wear a seatbelt, but also you can stand around and dance even
0: if you want to. I have no idea, dude. But, but the point the point I'm trying... to let, let me look up very quickly. Because okay. I, I wonder which was a shorter distance... The distance from my from this house to this club, or the distance in the wedding, right? Yeah. All right.
1: Okay. So I'll, I'll look up the uh, the wedding distance. I like I'm I would I'd say I got a pretty good chance of uh, of, of winning this one.
0: This was not this was
1: almost exactly a ten minute drive. Uh, oh no, no, dude, no, 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 no. Um, uh, Bendigo Racecourse. Um, you you got no chance, mate. Like we were. Really? No, I don't know. All right. I'm gonna, this is taking me longer than I, uh, I thought it would. So, uh, Bendigo Jockey Club directions to here. Uh, one minute, three hundred and fifty minutes. <laughs> so you could probably see it
0: from oh, yeah. the caravan. Oh, oh,
1: oh no, no, no! When we got into the limo, we could see the sign for the racecourse.
0: Hey, hang on a second. Is there? Is there? A, a, I'm looking at the race course now. Google Maps. Is the neighborhood across the hill, across the road from the racecourse called Jackass Flat?
1: Are you ready for some other just wild names in, yeah. in region of Victoria? So, yes, there is a place called Jackass Flat that is in northern Bendigo. My brother, California if you scroll Gully. out a little bit and look to the west, he used to live in a place called Maiden Gully. Yeah, that's Maiden. Oh, God. So okay. I'll, here's an interesting story about that. I was staying with my brother when I did one of the big magic events, right? I did a, um, mm. a set championship or a um, – I can't remember which, which one it was. Uh, but I think it was, I think it was New Capanna. Yeah. Um, uh, Back in May, right, and uh, they put uh, on our lower, on our lower third. It'll be like you know, Maria Bartholdi, Minnesota, right? Yeah, like showing where we are. You know, it'll be Cedric Phillips, Seattle. For me, they were like, "Where are you?" And I said, "Well, um, the town I'm in at the moment is Maiden Gully." <laughs> and Rich, the one of the producers, is like, "We're not going to put that." I was like, "All right, well,
0: you're, fair. you're, you're in Victoria." <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah riley southern hemisphere we're not getting any closer yeah yeah yeah. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah
0: they wouldn't just they okay. didn't just round you to melbourne like
1: i think i think that is what i ended up asking for yeah or maybe uh, maybe goldfields because that was a region anyway but no we just went around on this long journey around bendigo in a limo it was fine played some music um the guy was like here i, I brought an, an esky full of beers for you like the driver and we're like oh thanks very much i don't drink and my dad also yeah. is uh, not gonna drink either so it was just oliver and
0: daniel sinking beers while me and dad were like hey <laughs> same thing happened here we were all trash when i went on this party bus and the guy yeah. was like do you want me to do because you pay for an hour of it or whatever yeah yeah yeah. and she so can't just drive around but so this guy went up to the top of the town mm. and just went around and round and round a roundabout for 25 minutes and yeah. everybody puked <laughs> oh great that's really good oh man <laughs> The guy, I don't know what happened. To him. He just zoned out. Um, Riley, you mentioned the phrase and I want to I want to I know you have your speech to get to and we'll get to that in a second. Mm, mm, mm. But I wanted to side sidecar a little bit because of the wedding I'm going to this week and we're, as we're we're double recording this week. So we won't get to hear the results of that wedding for quite some time. Two of my friends, James and Sean, mm. um, went to book hotel rooms for this wedding and the mm-hmm. hotel was sold out. What would you do in that case, Riley they're two groomsmen
1: now right look for a different place
0: right look for a hotel that's nearby but you know oh, we might have to get a taxi there in the morning that'll suck or whatever right yeah yeah. nah right they have rented a caravan and are parking it in the hotel car park (laughs) what do you mean a caravan like an rv what yes they rented an rv
1: (laughs) that is incredible Holy moly. Get these blokes over to NASA because they are ideas, man.
0: Galaxy brain. They're going to get us to Mars. Solution focused. They're going to get us to Mars, dude. That is incredible. They, it was so funny hearing them talk to Luke, who's wedding us about it. Because Luke's like, "Oh, do you guys get a room?" And they're like, "Oh, yeah, we have okay. somewhere to stay. Oh, are you staying in the hotel? Oh yeah, we're staying. We're staying. We're staying. Right, we're staying around the hotel, right? We're but do you guys have a room? We're staying, oh, at, we have the ho- we're staying at the hotel's address. <laughs> we're, we're staying at the hotel. Oh, you, so do you guys have a room? Oh, we, 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 we're, we're sleeping at the hotel. Yeah, there'll what, be four walls guys- and a
1: roof above us. Yeah yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're like, "Do you have a room?" It's like, "We have shelter." Yep. <laughs> Do you, do you do you guys have a, a bedroom to sleep in, in a manner of speaking? What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, did you bring a tent? He's like, no, don't be
1: ridiculous. Never do that. No. No, no, no. This, this, you know, you can, you, you'll be able to knock on our door
0: in the morning, and and we'll be there ready to go. So now, unlike the website for the wedding, they're like, oh, can you add um, you know, reception one thirty, you know, ceremony one thirty, reception three o'clock. Can you add after party caravan in the car park two a.m. Please? And he's like, yeah. no, I will not be doing that. <laughs> That's that's so smart, honestly. That is that's a sort of well, thing. Well the hotel's probably gonna do. kick him out, so we'll see how that
1: goes. Still, A for effort. Incredible. A for um, A for effort. Speaking of A for effort, that is just mm. about as that's just about as as generous as I can be when it comes to my speech, because Dennis, I'm not even going to try to pretend. I really bombed, that, bombed so hard. Ugh. I bombed. So I was. I was. I was sitting here thinking, like, now how can I do a humorous sort of twist or a spin on what happened, and maybe I'll find a, an an amusing way to titillate the listeners with a story of my failure. But I'm not going to bury the lead. I bombed so hard, dude.
0: mm Hmm. That bad? Like, we put your audio of my of the speech at my wedding into the podcast. Should we just pipe in a couple of crickets here, and that'll get the the mood across? So I stood up. Um, and I uh,
1: introduced the other speakers, so I was emceeing as well. And I was like, "Oh no, we got some people who want to say some stuff." So Oliver and Katie got up, and I ribbed Oliver for My name is Perry. Riley, and I'm
0: here to, I'm here to, say, to say I yeah. love hosting weddings in a
1: major way. <laughs> so I had that gag, my favorite gag, all worked out. The speak from the heart mm-hmm. bit. I had two copies of the um, uh, of the speech printed out. I was going to read off one, and then you know go, "Oh no, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna speak from the heart," and then tap my breast pocket or tap my above my heart, and then pull out from that breast pocket another speech, bring down the house. Wild applause, raucous. I hope someone brought a needle and thread because you're going to have to stitch your sides back together after that one. So I started off with a couple of pretty tame and kind of, you know, deliberately bad gags like I did with yours, right? Um, yep. just Ease things in, little goofy, yeah. Little just kind of, yeah. And then did the big, no, 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 no. This doesn't feel, no. This doesn't feel right, no, no. So I started with, I was quite proud of the opening line. I said, um, uh, I'm Riley, I'm Oliver's brother. He's the one. He's the caring one. The thoughtful one. Uh, I'm the one. And then at this point, I ran my fingers through my hair and said, "I'm the one with a head full of ideas." And I thought that was pretty good because um, Oliver is, as I mentioned, bald. Um, mm-hmm. So a couple of other dumb jokes like that, and then I did the whole no, pretended to kind of like choke up a little bit, patted my pocket, said, "No, I think I have to," I think I have to speak from the heart here. Waited, paused, pulled out the speech, and everyone just looked at each other, and they were like, "Oh." And I think they thought I'd written two speeches. I think they thought it wasn't a joke. I think they thought that I had a funny speech and a heartfelt speech prepared. And they decided two minutes into the funny speech to swap. Because then there was a huge mood whiplash because I delivered what was a very heartfelt speech about how much I love my brother and how proud of him I am and, and you know, mm-hmm. all the, the, like how, uh, how incredible it is to have seen him grown from this small boy to a man and now standing there with his wife and all that sort of stuff. And I talked about the unorthodoxy of their relationship and how it works for them and how it's beautiful and all the rest of it like that. And Oliver sat there waiting for me to stick the daggers in. So it failed on every account because no one was laughing. No one. Said <laughs> Nobody got what funny. they
0: expected out of it. Yeah. No
1: one was enjoying the heartfelt thing, and Oliver was just expecting me to just roast him. So I'm saying these like heartfelt things, and he's expecting at any point for me to turn it around and be like, "Oh, but isn't he a ball dickhead?" Like that, you know. Mm. And so then I did the toast at the end, and that was fine. And they cut the cake and all that sort of stuff. But it was just like. Like, I'm pretty proud of the speech I gave at your wedding. I feel like I added a lot. It was of good. Time. Yeah, you knocked it out of I, the park, dude. I, I feel like you got your wedding EV, your speech EV from me, right? I feel like.
0: Yeah, you, I got my money in good, for sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I bombed so hard at all of it. I, I mean, it doesn't like,
0: sound like it was your fault, though. It sounds like the audience wasn't in the mood for it. Maybe they didn't tissue it in a couple of laps of the roundabout in the party bus, you know, loosen up a little.
1: You know, that's also on the speaker to read the room, get a sense of the vibe, figure out what's going on. My brother did say there were too many long words. We did have a very Bendagonian crowd in there, so you know, maybe maybe should have toned it down a little bit. And
0: um, no, so what? Ticked the reading level down a couple of notches. Well, I you know I don't think
1: you know I, maybe there were some people in the room who you know didn't know the meaning of uh, what was the word that I used. Um, oh jeez, oh, I've forgotten it. It begins with, it begins with P. Oh, I've forgotten it now. Man, that's very embarrassing. I've forgotten the word. It's like a, a like practicality, um, prudent. Um, prudent. Yeah, how prudent they are. They're very prudent, Oliver and Katie. Um, very prudent couple. So, um, look, I'm not going to blame it on the crowd. It's me. I didn't bring the gear. I didn't. Uh, I didn't uh, bring what I needed to. And so, um, yeah, I'll never get to the chance to speak at my brother's wedding again. Um, well, he could
0: get oh, married again.
1: Could what? He could get married again. I guess. So what do you? Yeah, I guess. Eh, no, that is true. I think the only real course for me now is to, to destabilize, break up their the marriage, marriage yeah. destabilize well, the marriage. Know, that's a horrible thing, dude. You, 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 should, you, know, you don't have to do that. just to kill Katie. Sure, just commit murder. <laughs> just commit <laughs> murder on my Roddy, on my on my new sister in law. That's fine. Yeah, right. Yeah.
0: Please don't. Come on, don't destabilize the marriage. That's an old thing to do. Simply kill her. <laughs> it's the yeah. only way forward. Yeah. yeah. Or.
1: What if I, like, broke into the office of de- birth, deaths, and marriages, destroyed all the paperwork, and then engineered That's a situation where they had to prove they were married. All of a sudden, they go to get the forms out. It's like, well, we don't have any evidence that this marriage was ever, like, uh, actually officiated. They have to do it again. Everyone back to the to oh, is, is race this, course. Is this,
0: a, is, this, is this a rom-com from three? What kind of situation is we
1: this? we got to stop. Dennis, we got to stop talking about this because we could sell this. We could sell this to Hollywood. We could make it. Yeah, uni-
0: Universal, oh, Universal's on the phone right oh, the now. Phone. we
1: We got to go. we got to go. we got to go. take this call.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of have a listen to this your uh, weekly dose of bite-sized nonsense with uh, riley knight and dennis traniac if you like the show please tell your friends about it if you didn't like it i guess tell them anyway but um hopefully they download it and they like it or if they don't those downloads show up just the same to be honest if you really like the show you head to patreon.com slash have a listen to this and support the show get the show a little bit early as well as some other exclusive perks and you know help us keep the lights and the mics on over here